Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael C. Bouchard, host of the Night Stalker Podcast. This is uh, Season 4, Episode uh, 310. Um, we are going to do the update for the Roy Weber case on Episode 311, which will <coughs> be recorded uh, later today. To, uh, the next case is kind of really a bizarre case uh, out of uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, which occurred on December 6, uh, 1991, uh, where four uh, young girls were uh, brutally murdered in a uh, Austin, Texas uh, yogurt shop. It, it has been uh, it's considered an unsolved mystery, although it has been solved and unsolved and unsolved and unsolved again. Uh, basically, um, in Austin, Texas, there is a shop. It's called I Can't Believe It's Yogurt on Anderson uh, Lane Strip Mall. Um, on the night of December 6, 1991, um, a passerby observed smoke coming from the back of the building. Uh, fire department and police were contacted. Um, after the fire department had extinguished the fire, um, which in part I'm going to just kind of preface this uh, at the time at the time of the incident there were four bodies in the building the water the copious amounts of water uh, and the fire firemen in and out destroyed a lot of the evidence and what we had uh, for the, the four dead bodies were identified as uh, Amy Ears age 13 Aliza Thomas, age 17, her sister uh, Jennifer, uh, 17, and Sarah uh, Haberson, 15. Three of the four had been executed by a 22 caliber bullet to the back of the head, while uh, Amy Ears had been shot twice. The first bullet had missed her brain, and she was also strangled with a uh, some type of stocking ligament. Uh, you know these cases in themselves are brutal uh, the fire was set by an accelerant uh, let me see all of the females were sexually assaulted uh, there were <clears throat> obviously a lot of media there a fighter fighter uh, tapped me on the shoulder and pointed out and he said he asked me, is that a body? Which obviously at that time the fire department while extinguishing the fire was unaware that there was a bodies in, in the building. Um, it apparently looked like the bodies were stacked. Um, however, one of the one of the, the, the people there, uh, Amy Ayers, was not deceased and she had managed to crawl away to a separate part of the uh, donut shop. Um, that's why her body was not charred. It, it, it uh, displayed second and third degree burns. Um, the first uh, Austin uh, officer on the scene was Detective uh, John Jones. Uh, who later said there were enough people uh, that we couldn't uh, control a scene and the evidence within the scene, which is reasonable when you have people walking all over there spraying water onto it. Um, 
a lot of outside agencies were brought in. Um, you know, obviously the Austin Detective Bureau, CSI, uh, state. Um, there were a lot of uh, police eventually found several casings and managed in a magazine for a semi-automatic handgun alongside fingerprints and DNA evidence from five hairs on the girl's body. Uh, the, the, the remains of the girl's clothing um, were piled in a corner near a door uh, with police finding denim fabrics and a heart-shaped belt buckle that belonged to Amy. Uh, and I guess that was some of the evidence they collected there. Uh, police uh, began to reconstruct the scene and the events of the previous night. Jennifer and Eliza had uh, been employed at the store uh, with the other uh, two girls being friends. They hitched a ride. They hitched a ride home. Uh, helped close up the store uh, at about 2,300 hours or 11 o'clock. Uh, earlier that day, Jennifer uh, had a ride home. She discussed plans to have air over with a sleepover uh, with uh, Myra Thomas, mother of uh, Eliza Thomas so on and so forth. <clears throat> the mother had stopped by the yogurt shop at about 21.45 hours or 9.45 p.m. Um, a couple strange incidents before the store had actually closed. A man had been observed causing, causing trouble in the store, harassing patrons and asking uh, one, of, one of them if he was a police officer. The individual asked to use the toilet and took a long time to do so, which led to the speculation that he may have jammed the back door open. Uh, to get entrance to the building um, alongside the suspicious individual on the toilet another person reported two other men acting strangely at, at a table just before closing police now believe the nature of the crime meant that they were looking for uh, an adult predator however basically what I believe is that uh, all the individuals involved the strange one that went into the bathroom and the others that were hanging around were Paul probably all uh, involved in the crime uh, these four individuals were later uh, identified as uh, Mitchell Scott Robert Springsteen Forrest Wellburn and the second one um, is Maurice Pierce uh, if you look at all of them yeah they definitely look like uh, elevator might not be going all the way to the top um, the four were taken into uh, in for questioning by various detectives in Texas and uh, West Virginia on October 6th of uh, 1970 uh, excuse me 1999 uh, Spring Street and then 24 was arrested in uh, Charleston West Virginia yeah, see these these are kind of weird these are like the weird people that that are just you know none of them were found in the same fucking location like uh you have uh, one was charleston um let me see spring Freeman was then arrested in charleston west virginia scott then 25 was picked up in austin texas pierce then 24 arrested in Louisville, and uh wellborn was found uh, in lockhart texas I mean, you know, listen, normally when you don't do things, you don't 
go you, you just don't go run into different directions uh, during the confessions uh, some of the suspects including Scott who broke broke down after 18 hours of interview on September 14 99 Springfield confessed the day after claiming to have shot uh, Ayers with a uh, 308 caliber pistol a written statement from Pierce had already said that Wellborn had committed the murders with a 22 handgun he'd uh, picked up uh, at the North Cross Mall. So now we have a couple things that are kind of feeding together. A uh, little discrepancy in medical examiner in one case said it was a 22 caliber weapon that killed him. Then down the road said they were a 380. Um, so my, my thought on that is the only exception to that could be was that um, more than likely both weapons were used. Uh, during the interrogation of Springfield, Detective uh, Robert Morrell sat blocking the exit to the room. Well, okay, well that, that has no, no significance to anything. At the same time, his colleague, Detective Ron Lara, and, and occasionally alcohol, tobacco, fire, federal agent Chuck Myers, would yell inches from their face. Well, you know what? Let me tell you what, people. When you're dealing with people that murder people, you know, this isn't, you know, Burger King or whoever's the one that says, have it your way. You know, when you're dealing with people that kill people, you don't throw rose petals down on the floor with them. I'm just telling you that, um, you know, this, uh, let me see. Springsteen would say on tape he, that he was confused. Yeah, but yeah, he was confused because he, the first time in his life he had ever had to tell the truth. That's probably what confused the shit out of him. Um, ballistics experts had concluded that the weapon found on Pierce back in '91 was not the 22 caliber weapon used to kill in the killings. Okay, well, so we have that one thing established. So now that we have the 30 uh, 380 out there. Flight, flying around in the. Um, let me see. He also made a uh, mistake when talking about how he apparently killed Ayers, stating that his first shot, he first shot her with a 380 weapon, and then, when she survived, blasted her with a 22 gun, caliber gun. Who who uses that term? People that usually kill people know what the fuck they're doing. Medical examiners had already ascertained it was a 380 that killed the girl. Okay, so here, this is where, not, not so much confusion for me, but this is where things to a normal person that doesn't think like me would be confused because now the medical examiner, first in his, his uh, statement, he said it was a 22 caliber weapon that killed all the girls. Then one of the suspects says it was a 380 and here now we have the medical examiner uh, ascertained it was the 380 weapon that killed the girls and been fired seconds so so basically the medical examiner I don't know what he's doing in this case but uh, you know I mean was a 22 used was a 380 used obviously with a 380 now that he ascertains it's a 380 not a 22 but uh, let's see if we can what the if we can get any uh, sound on this uh, I'm trying to find <clears throat> an interview 
Let me see. If a commercial pops up, I'm just going to get rid of it. The problem is, is we've got to give you more options. I can't give you any more truth than I've already given. Where do we go from here? Well, I can't. Because you go and dig yourself into that thing. Well, you're already there. You've already dug the hole. The hole's there. Oh, then I'm in it. I don't know. That's what I keep telling you guys. I mean, my God, this was seven years ago. But this is one of the most significant things that ever happened in your That's life. That's what I keep trying to explain to you. If I was there and I partook in this, I would remember these things. And you do remember these things. No, I don't. No, I do not. You're the coldest guy I've ever talked to in my life. Are you a cold-blooded murderer? No, sir, I'm not. I, I think you are. I think Maurice is absolutely true about you. Well, then let's take whatever actions we need to take. If that's what you believe, then that's where you think this case needs to go, then let's go there. We don't want to go there. But I'm doing everything I can and have exceeded my limits of helping you guys. Where do we go now? What did Maurice make you do? Okay, so that was part of a confession that was... Uh, was made. I'm trying to find the second one. Okay, so throughout the investigation, uh, the interviews, uh, there were a lot of uh, question. You know, a lot of um, outside questioning about the uh, interviewing practices, this, that, and the other thing. However, the the court itself found that both two of the men had uh, freely given uh, given the statements. Uh, with the judge at that time, uh, Sharon uh, Keller, maintaining that the confession was voluntary for uh, Springsteen, and he had no motive to confess falsely, and there was absolutely no reason for the jury to doubt the truthfulness of his confession. He also knew that a 380 uh, caliber handgun was used in the murder. Uh, he owned one. Um, the vehicle that was seen there, the Nissan Pathfinder, was stolen by the other. Um, another one of the uh, suspects, however, uh, <clears throat> later down the road, uh, both of the men were scheduled to face retrial over the killing, yet were set free in June on uh, personal recognizance bond after new DNA was discovered that did not belong to Scott, Springsteen, or any of the others. Over 130 people present at the crime scene were uh, included. So this is, I guess, the what the judge had to say about the case at the end. Oh, I know. This is a uh, from a YouTube clip. Uh, Requesting a delay in this case was a difficult decision, but one that I believe is the best course toward an ultimate successful prosecution in this important matter. Knowing that Judge Lynch would release both defendants, we requested certain conditions on their bonds, requiring them to remain in Travis County and report to the court any changes of address, to have no contact with the victim's family or witnesses in the case, that they not carry weapons or consume alcohol or illegal drugs, and that they report to the court on a routine basis and, of course, attend all court appearances. Obviously, we're pleased, um, and I think the judge was very fair in his ruling uh, that they, these boys get their freedom back in exchange for that motion to continue. 
the judges are releasing them on their own promise to come back to make their appearances, to obey the law, and to face trial. So they don't have to pay it then? No, there's no payment involved. The reliable scientific evidence in this case presents one and only one unknown male donor. Given that, I could not in good conscience allow this case to go to trial before the identity of this male donor is determined and the full truth is known. The state only has one concern. They're trying to prove who it is. In fact, I think the last two or three court appearances, the state continues to refer to it as the fifth man. Well, they're wrong. It is the first man. That's the man who raped and killed Amy Ayers. And the question is, who else was with that man? The evidence already clearly shows they have the wrong man. They need to recognize that. They need to admit that this is not an efficient use of the county's time and money. These men need to be acquitted and sent home. I think it's worth remembering that in the last trials, there wasn't one shred of physical evidence that tied any of these four boys to that crime scene. There is evidence now, and it excludes every one of those four boys. The big day will be when 12 people declare my husband not guilty so that this nightmare for our family is over and the state can start pursuing the actual perpetrators and give those girls' families some peace and the truth. We will not give up until all the persons responsible for these terrible and tragic murders are brought to justice. They were our age, and it makes you really think, you know, tomorrow is a promise. And, I mean, anybody here may not be here tomorrow, and it's just scary and it hurts. I happen to work in that same plaza going back to work, and it's very scary to think that three stores down, something like that happened. Man, I mean, you don't ever think anybody's going to come into a yogurt place and shoot you. I mean, and shoot you and all your friends. This just doesn't happen in a yogurt place. So, ladies and gentlemen, as it goes, the DNA has not produced a positive match with anybody up until today's date, which is November 2nd of 2022. If anybody has any knowledge of what occurred, you need to contact the Austin Police Department, turn yourself in, one or the other, provide any information that you do have, because if you don't and you have knowledge of the crime, you are just as guilty as the person that committed it, and the guy upstairs is not going to look at you any differently. Until then, I am Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast.